With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everybody and welcome to the Line of Vienna Suite podcast episode 55. Yes, we managed to make it two weeks in a row this week, kind of, because, you know, we had that layoff and whatnot. But we're back today and, you know, probably for one of the last few times this season, because the season's now ended. But anyway, let's get on with the show. Joining me today, well, joining me, my name's Daniel Murphy. I'm spotching my intro again. This is not good. <laughs> um, joining me today is, as ever, Tom. Tom, how's it going? You enjoying the lovely sunshine on this fine day? Evening. Yeah, not too bad. It's been lovely, hasn't it? It's been cracking flags, huh? It's been bloody lovely. And, uh, um, and Rob, first time you've been on for a while. I imagine it's just a sunny down south. Uh, yeah, it is a, has been a while. Um, it was nice all day until I decided to cycle home from work and it was raining. Oh, so I think that's, that, I think that's heading up yeah. here and it's going to piss it down up here tomorrow as well. Which is yeah. depressing. But anyway... Speaking of depressing, Rob. <laughs> yeah. You were at Craven Cottage on Saturday. Us two weren't. I was in Germany. Tom was probably just in his garden doing what Tom does. So you've <laughs> just got the floor to talk about Fulham game. And just please drag it out as long as you can because, you know, we need to get some minutes up. So please, the floor is yours. Yeah, well, we were talking about football to start with. It wasn't very good for us. Um, we made a really poor Fulham team look like absolute world beaters um, they should have won by four or five I mean it wasn't for Ben Amos they would have won by four or five um, we made a great save from Kearney in the first half who, well actually Tom Kearney played really well um, but we made him like poor skulls um, just no one marking him no one closing him down um, yeah he played really well and he he could have scored two or three um, if it weren't for Amos made a couple of great saves from him and then Amos made a great double save. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, nope, the highlight. That was superb. <laughs> yeah, that double save was fantastic. Um, like point blank double save. But he was just brilliant all throughout, to be honest, Amos. Um, by a match? Yeah, by a mile. Yeah. Um, and the others did all right. I mean, David Wheater did all right again. Um, oh, last game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it was kind of like. A, Performance we expected from him this year, really. Um, really controlled the back line. How did um, doing centre back? He did really bad, actually. Yeah, he started in. Um, he started in the holding role. Okay. Um, but Derek looked a bit shaky at centre back, so they switched them. Um, I mean, Thorkel's not the tallest, is he? But he was marking. Um, he was up against Matt Smith, who's quite big, and obviously yeah, Rossman, who's a decent player. But he did all right, actually. He did. Uh, he looked fairly composed. I don't know if he's ever played there before, but. He will, he's a yeah. centre-back, he is a centre-back in trade, he got shifted to out-back and now he's been playing midfield really? at Plymouth, yeah, so that's okay. why I was interested to see if he actually did well there, considering it's his actual position and he's never had a chance. Yeah, 
Yeah, he looked good. Um, better than Dorian Devitt, put it that way. That's, um, one, that's one silver lining from the end of the season. He's not been anywhere <laughs> to be fucking seen. Hopefully yeah, he can get but, shipped off. Yeah, Thorka looked all right on the ball and uh, he put a really good tackle on McCormack, I think it was, when he was pretty much through on goal. Um, yeah, he played well. So did um, Tyler Garrett. He played really well at left-back. Yeah, back. good again. Um, yeah, he was good. Um he got lost positionally a couple of times, but he had no support down the left-hand side defensively from the midfield. So He looked to get forward a bit as well. Um, but yeah, he looks like a decent prospect, I reckon. So hopefully next year he can make left-back his own, get rid of Dean Moxie. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, there's nothing going forward. Like Mark Davis was ineffective, as usual. Mm-hmm. Bratley was useless in behind the forward. He um, wasn't making forward runs, wasn't offering for the ball uh, and Zach Clough was just completely ineffective on the left really he had a couple of chances and blew them both but um, yeah I think we need I think we stop playing in left wing next season yeah, um, who'd have thought you'd play your boss creative player on the left wing no, it's mental isn't it yeah. but um, and then Heskey was just Heskey up front I don't know why they played him other than sentimental reasons to be honest <laughs> who would you even be sentimental to at this point fucking Neil Lennon oh, okay. It's ridiculous. Like yeah. five, five matches in a row now, Heskey. And we've got How three. is he still even walking, the poor lad? Hey. His knees were fucking... came up after, like... I think Woodery placed him about... Yeah, it was quite early. Bit. And he looked more direct. He looked quicker, obviously. Um, I just don't know why they didn't start him. I just don't get it. But, oh well. It's done now. And we were crap. We lost. The so... season's finally ended. Not an away win all year. Only four the one wins. Has... One thing about losing to Fulham means that we uh, we set the club record for the most defeats in a season. Yep, and they should definitely have that record. They should. We should have like literal physical proof that they were fucking shit, and they deserve. <laughs> and aside from the odd kid here and there, none of them deserve any praise in the slightest. Yeah, it's Well, you said you mentioned then on the pitch we're shit. I'm guessing that alludes to the fact that off the pitch. Yeah. Um, well, we brought. I think it was between 1,000 and 1,200 fans down. Um, for a 12.30 kickoff in in like West London, that's pretty impressive. Um, but the fans were in and stopped singing all the way through the match, and it was pretty awesome. Uh, probably the loudest I've heard Bolton sing for, I don't know, ever? Maybe, what I don't know. Run out? Come on, please tell me some old classics going to run out. Yeah, they rolled out all the um, Nicky Hunt song. Yeah, always um, classic. El will spit on you. Oh, good. Yeah, like, um, the there, we, there was a period where they were just singing. Yeah, they're just singing. We are fucking shit. We are fucking yes. shit. <laughs> Did they that do the? We're going down. We're not coming back up. We're both yeah. and wonders, and we don't give a fuck. Brilliant. When, yeah. when I went to Derby for the game, we was relegated. There was a far significant less of us. I think there's about six hundred or so. And all match we were just singing shite. I love it. Bolton fans are so self-deprecating. Just, yeah. just, it was like Eastleigh. Eastleigh went over, again, went over a thousand of us took us to bloody, um, yeah, to the Eastleigh game, just all the way through against the non-league side, just thinking about how <laughs> shit we are. It's brilliant. <laughs> oh, Tom, you said that you've watched the highlights of the game, and I've not, because I couldn't be bothered. Tom, any observations you had from that brief two minutes of footage out of a 90-minute game? It looks like shooting practice. <laughs> it also it also looks like um have I ever have you seen Jimmy Grimble? Oh yeah, 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 I've seen Jimmy Grimble. 
I think Tom Kearney was is Fulham's Gordon because it yeah, was. I don't know into that detail. I know. I know that. Ah, so the the gaffer the gaffer's tactic at like before the game and at half time and and he was shouting it onto the touchline. He'd always shout, <laughs> "Give it to Gordon." Yeah. And um, it just it just seemed like Tom Kearney was on the end of everything for Fulham, like, and he's shaping up with his left foot, like every time he got near the near the edge of the box. He had like ten shots, I think, Kearney. Um, but he looked good. But we made him look good. Like, mm-hmm. what was the goal a... like? A rebound or something? Yeah, Amos made a good save at the near post, and then just rebounded out to um, Kearney to knock it in. Uh, we all seem very depressed, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing else much more you can say about the season, about the game, can you? It's like, we were shit. It's annoying after the progress we've made in recent weeks that we reverted so back to type so soon. I thought yeah. we might do something. I thought we didn't I even have a shot at target. So depressing. I thought we might have gone there and actually got something with Fulham being shit as well. Yeah. <sighs> the team can't even get up for it when yeah. you've got 1,200 fans shouting you on and Fulham... Fulham weren't singing all the way through it, so yeah, it says a lot about their character. I think that they can't even get up for it. Yeah, I think it's, you know, season's over now. Oh, I guess we yeah. should talk about certain admission from the team. So, unless there's any fault, any more thoughts on that game at all that you can no. possibly muster? No. Well, there was a very, very conspicuous admission. Rob Holden wasn't in the team, and it later emerged. That he was told that Jimmy Phillips was told that he shouldn't be played, which is yeah, he's fucking bollocks. I think last game yeah. of the season, is he's, he's. I can understand. Oh, there's a bid coming for him. Well, they shouldn't play him because we need the money. Yeah, I don't care, right? Yeah, it might make sense businesses, but I don't, I'm not fucking following a business. I'm following a football club, and to see the best player, the player of the fucking year, not be able to play a the last game of the season, but b fucking it's looking like his last game for the club. It's a fucking travesty that they, those fans didn't get to like say goodbye to him proper. It's a fucking joke, and you know, one of the only, one of the other reasons I'm already very, very, very fucking concerned about the new establishment. But it emerged that apparently Arsenal, of all teams that need defenders, are apparently after upholding. Now, Tom, false. Surprised, very surprised. Um. Everton, I, I didn't really see Bournemouth. I thought, yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a more appropriate fit. Um, Arsenal's weird, very weird. I mean, they they signed um, Kyle Bartley from us, didn't they? Yeah, they certainly did, yeah, for a million, and he hadn't even played for us, so he was fucking best yeah. in these cunts. Well, but he went into the he went into the development squad. Was rarely seen in an Arsenal shirt and then he's obviously had to go elsewhere for Swansea football has. so yeah I mean I'd be I'd be surprised if he if he stays at Arsenal and he makes it all the way through I can certainly see why though you know clubs will be looking at these players and I think what what they can do is it's quite a low risk punt mm-hmm. on a player like Rob Holding because they can get him in he plays that sort of way send him out on loan I think if, if he goes to Arsenal we've got a good chance of having him on loan for the season next season, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, I'm surprised that a team of that caliber has gone for him because yeah, I, I, I don't. F- yeah, and I don't think he's there yet. Um, I think he could be. It's too soon to tell. I think. Yeah, definitely. But I think he could. 
Financially, it makes sense. I mean, he's not been at the club long enough for us to get sentimental about him either. It'll just be old. Remember, it'll be a little bit like when you talk about Daniel Sturridge. Um, mm-hmm. I think like, being a kid well. makes everyone immediately sentimental. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't. I, obviously, in terms of playing ability, he, um, we're going to miss him. But I'm not going to get too. Uh-huh. I'd be sad if he went because I feel like. It's the future. That's they, you know, Clough, holding. That's what these players represent to me—a bit of possibility and hope for next season. Because otherwise, if we lose Holden and Clough, I don't even think I'd bother to go into a game next year. Like, that's obviously exaggerating because I will. But it's just like I just don't see any hope at all if we lose them. I think. Yeah, but they're, they're not League One footballers. I mean, you can, you know, yeah, obviously, you can say, obviously, I know, but we don't want to be a League One team. Well, unfortunately, we are because well, we're, we're that bad. We need to not be as soon as possible. Oh God, we're good. I'd be very surprised if if both of them were there. We might we might have a chance of keeping hold of Clough. Mm. We, like I said, if we if he goes to Arsenal, then we might get holding for the season alone. Yeah, but I'm very surprised if if they're both there at the start of the season. I hope he doesn't go to Arsenal though, because. You look at Callum Chambers, who was far more established, was playing Premier League football, and he's just withered away to shite. Isn't you know Wenger's not a defensive manager? He's not a good team for for defenders to go to, and I'm very scared he'll go there, and just like Carl Bartley, never get played, rotten a reserve team, and eventually get shepherded out on loan to loads of clubs, never play, and then just become a fucking nobody reserve. And I have a lot of obviously I don't I wouldn't not blame him for going in the slightest. It's a massive club, obviously. And he has, I do think he's good enough to make it all the way there. And I think if he believes in himself as well, you know, if he's a professional and has ambition, he needs to back himself to be able to go there and make it. I said they made the same argument for Adam Bogdan next last season. You know, if you don't, you know, if you don't believe you can do it, then just fucking pack it in at that point, isn't it? But I think he needs to be smart. And Prattley, which we'll talk about more later, he's having an interview something a little bit along the lines of, you know, he needs to think of his career, he could go to a team, never get played, and, you know, fuck his development up. Like you say, Tom, he hasn't played long, he's only played 30-odd games for Bolton, and he's been brilliant in practically every single one, but he needs a lot more experience. And like you say, maybe the loan back to Bolton for a year would do him a lot of good, maybe even a year after that as well, you never know. But I just feel like, obviously develop at Arsenal, because, you know, it's Arsenal, they have the best coaches in the fucking league. But, Will he develop, you know, as a natural playing first team every week? Probably not. And, you know, I, th- I hope, like I say, but I could, I think Everton would actually be a good fit because they're going to probably lose Stones. If they sack off Martinez and get a manager who can actually defend, I think that could be a really good fit. But, I don't know, I worry. Depends, depends on who they get in because if they, if they get in, a, you know, mm-hmm. particularly, a, you know, maybe a foreign coach or a coach and give him the backing to spend money, then True. as soon as he's joined, as soon as he's joined, he's joined the back of the queue, hasn't he? True, maybe you never know, you never know. But I, I don't know. I feel I am a very sentimental, and emotional person, and the thought of him going so soon really does irk me. But you know, I'd back him to the hill if he went to Arsenal. Fair fucking play for the lad because he very much deserves it. Well, you know, what I mean, he's earned it, I should say. But I just feel like he needs to think long and hard because that—that's a move that could just see you not play. In the first team game for like four new four years or something after he's played every game since December, what do you make of it all, Rob? Um, yeah, I agree with your point about um, going there and wasting his talent. I think 
he has potential to be good enough, but he's only played. I think he'll play for England. And I, I, I know this is ambition. We all say, well, Joe Marley can be England's next right man. But <laughs> there, there is just something a bit more to holding. He just looks so yeah. composed, well beyond his years. I think he could do. I think and Arsenal's probably the best club for him if to go and play for England. I just feel yeah. like. I don't know. I feel very cautious. Sorry, please continue. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree. Um, I think he has the potential to be a very good centre back. Um, but he needs to. He's obviously not a Premier League centre back yet, so he needs another year playing at probably Championship level or come back to us next year. But I think if he's going to go to Arsenal or Everton, then it'd be mad to turn it down. I mean, there's no, there's no, there should be no sentiment from him to stay at Bolton. He should just go and do whatever is best for his career. Um, the, the worry I have is if we've got whatever, however many, however much money it is, if oh. it's ten million, I don't know. I'd very much doubt it's ten million. So when he's only no. got a year left in his contract, I don't think it's ten million either. But whatever money five we get him, push. yeah. Uh, how are we going to spend that money? Like, is None that money? In, it's like it's just going to pay off all these dodgy loans that yeah, and whatever. <laughs> And you know, but, I saw someone today saying, "If we get ten million for holding, well, well, we should bring Adam Lafonda back." I'm like, "Yeah, exactly. mate, hey, we'd never get ten million in a million fucking years. We could get eight million for, we could get ten million for Gary fucking Kale. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We only got fifteen for an Elka. Like, how the fuck are we gonna get ten million for holding? He's played thirty games as a year left his contract. No, <laughs> we'll probably get five million from a shithead on loan. Hopefully not, you know." Holding not being the shithead, he can come back. But like, as you say, it's just it all. It's going to disappear, just like the lean money, just like the chung and lean money, just like the, any money we've ever got for any player in the last few years. Go down the fucking invisible black hole. That means we get no fucking signings in, and it, you know it might keep us alive behind the scenes, but we know we fucking rot on the pitch. And people were saying, oh, we could get a couple of Arsenal youngsters on loan. They'd fucking melt in League One. We've seen yeah. Wellington Silver, he couldn't tackle a fucking fish. How the hell a League One, you know, Arsenal's prepped up, fucking pampered, poncy, bloody League One, no, League, League One, fucking, you know, youngsters who've had nothing but luxury all their life, how are they going to cope in fucking League One and muddy pitches of fucking Scunthorpe and rainy days in <laughs> Bastard in fucking, I don't know, shit town, fucking, what's its name? They'll die! There's no chance any of them have the fucking metal or the fucking. fucking. fucking, fucking, fucking. <laughs> to cope in that division. Can you imagine Wellington Silver in League One? Oh yeah, he'd look cool because he'd fucking put something in his ass, but he'd be dead after the first plod of 31 year old journeyman right back puts him into fucking Row Z after the first two minutes. It does me nothing, man. Like Wellington can't handle the championship, so exactly, exactly. And I feel like I feel like I'm being too pessimistic already, but I'm very pessimistic at the minute. I'm fucking scared of Bolton at the minute. I'm very scared of next year because I don't think we're going to do a Wigan. I look at Wigan at the minute, and I'm so fucking jealous. I hope Will Grigg. I hope United come in for fifty million. Well, not fifty million. I hope someone comes in and fucking buys Will Grigg and then makes him sit in reserves for the rest of his life. Because if I hear that bastard in Will Grigg song one more time, I'm going to fucking put my head in a blender. Because it's too good and it's not fair that they get all the joy and happiness and we just fucking languish in fucking shit. And it's not fair that they have a player like Max Power who's a fucking lad who goes out on the piss with everyone every night and just gets beer thrown over him and just loves it so much and is so passionate and fucking we get bastard in Darren Prattley who makes... But I don't know why I picked on Prattley because 
I'm actually going to defend him in a minute, but you know, he's shit on the pitch and does, doesn't show that he cares that much. <sighs> We're fucked. <laughs> yeah, I'm very pessimistic about Bolton at the minute. Very, very sad. I think we can morph into that unless there's any more points on holding. No, I, I agree with you. Next year, I don't. Anyone who says we're going to bounce straight back, no. it's not going to happen. I, I think, don't think yeah, in the million think, years. As we said, right, Chris Wilder, who we was apparently after, was apparently on this three-man shortlist of the establishment. Doesn't want Bolton job. But he's talking to Charlton fucking Athletic, the team whose fans are in continuous fucking protest against the ownership. You know, as Pratt, you know, just to calm down, I'm going to read this what Darren Prattley said recently to Mark Isles, and then we're going to discuss it. Is that okay? Right. Right. So this is Darren Prattley talking to the Bolton News, and then we'll pick up on each. Or do, shall I read a bit, and then we'll talk about that bit of the conversation? I think that'll be making more sense. Okay. In the meeting we had with the owners at the start, they told us we would find out within a week about a new manager. That was maybe six weeks ago now. So that's the first thing about the establishment. They've said they'd have a new manager in. They said they'd have a fucking board in place by now. They'd said they'd try and get the embargo lifted, none of which have happened as of yet. So, Tom, what's going on? Weird. Weird situation. I'm I'm becoming increasingly worried about the direction of our ownership. It seems like the two people are odds with each other. We've you know we've heard stuff that we can't discuss as of yet, which but it just really does not look good in the slightest. I just don't get why people are so willing to give all these. You know, I don't get why people on Twitter are going give them a chance. They've not put a fault wrong, and I admit they <laughs> they've done pretty. I think they've done some good, made some good decisions commercially. I think they've been brutal with what they've done, and I think with some point I can't remember what I was discussing with Liam on Twitter the other day. I think they've made some smart decisions financially and um, hard decisions and obviously we'll talk about the redundancies in a minute they're doing the decisions that need to be made on that front but we've actually taken the club forward and running it they look at odds with each other they don't know how they can make a decision and they look very amateurish they don't look like they know how to run a football club to me look I know they know how to run a business and how to maybe financially run a business which might be what we need but I think a football club they don't seem to be getting it at the moment and as you say, I'm very, very concerned. I don't get why people are so willing to... I think maybe people are just so done with being sad all the time that they just want to pretend to be happy and ignore the signs. But I'm just very, 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 very fucking worried. Um, Prattley continued. So for the guys, it'll probably be a long summer trying to find out who the manager will be. No one knows anything. Staff have been told their future now. Players will get told Tuesday, which is tomorrow in their meeting. We should find out more then. It would be nice to know who's going to take charge, what programmes we're on over the summer, and when we're actually coming back. See, stuff like that's not even fucking confirmed. They don't know when they're coming back over the summer. They don't know what's happening pre-season or anything. So, like, Rob, like, there's so much fucking uncertainty at the minute. Like, how are we going to come through it? Like, what's going to happen? It sounds like a shambles, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it does. um, I mean, the fact that they've not even made a statement about what's happening with the club or what the plan is for next year or what the ma- who the manager is going to be next year just shows you that either they've spoken to people and they don't want the job which probably is true um or they just don't know who they want or they just can't agree or can't the stuff happens the scenes we don't know about um 
I'm worried. I'm worried. The, I was when they took over. I wasn't convinced. Um, and there's some points in Ian's article the other day that kind of mm-hmm. explain what might be going on behind the scenes. But um, yeah, I'm worried about what's going to happen. I don't see us getting the manager we want particularly. I don't. I don't see why. Even like, why would Chris Wilder go from Northampton, who have had a great season, come out of financial difficulties, played really well in League Two, probably got a decent chance of doing okay in League One. Yeah, definitely. Well, got League One uh, with the uncertainty of Bolton, like if it, it's an it's you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. Even if he's going to go to Charlton, they've probably got a better chance, chance of staying up than us, or doing well than us. Um. Tom, we talked a lot about the manager's last week situation. It's just going to end up being Reed and Phillips, isn't it? Nolan, maybe, as the boy that gets fans excited, even though it shouldn't do. We're going to be stopping them, aren't we? And we're going to finish 14th next season, at best. I don't I don't want to entertain the notion at the minute. I don't I don't want to think about it. I mean, there's no, there's no pre-season. There's no manager in place when we were expecting one in a fortnight. There's no pre-season schedule. We've got staff leaving both playing side and non-playing side there is so much still to do in terms of preparation for next season and I thought when the takeover was done that there were plans in place and that was the reason why the management structure was was being changed but it it seems to to have been it seems to be in a situation that's, that's set off very quickly and then all of a sudden the brakes have been put on and I don't know who's put them you know I don't know who's who's put the brakes on here but all of a sudden we've gone from a million and one things happening and managers going and contracts being sorted out to the next minute very little and and a lot of the a lot of the statements we're getting from the club now are just thank yous thanks thanks for your support yeah, thanks, thanks for your long bearing support. with us while we fucking do something yeah it's like it's, thanks <laughs> and, and it's they're actually if you they're actually saying very little yeah. you know the, the only real club statement in the last few weeks that has said anything is there's going to be redundancies, and yeah. obviously we're going to find out about them in the coming weeks, which isn't isn't nice news for the people who are losing their livelihoods, but mm-hmm. it might be necessary for the business. Which is... I think it's just it's like I'll continue with the interview because I forgot what I was saying. Um, Pratley continues. It's going to be a long, hard season, and it'll be a lot longer if we don't get things sorted. We need a structure in place. What are Bolton going to be? Because Bolton teams have to be have been hard to beat, getting people's faces. We need an identity. What are we going to be rather than off the cuff? Um, okay, so that's the end of the talking bit, and I'll, Prattley does talk later on about stuff. But I think we all slag Prattley off on the pitch, deservedly so. People give him a lot of stick, probably deservedly so. But I think as a captain and how he's talked in the media has been fucking excellent recently. And this latest interview, he's the one who's... He's the only one in the club who's talking. You know? He's the one who's telling us what's happening. And the fact is that nothing's happening. And maybe he's being the voice of the dressing room. But I think he's leading it very well. And I think more people need to listen to him. And he deserves a lot of credit for what he's been saying. Like, have you ever seen an interview like this for a player literally calling the owners out so much like this? Not even at Charlton, where everyone hates everyone. I think he's very silly. What? Who's very silly? Prattley. Why? I think he's silly as in like he shouldn't. He should be doing. He shouldn't. No. This is. It's good that he's doing this, but he's going to get him in trouble or silly for doing it at all. 
if you get silly for silly for speaking out. Silly for speaking out. I mean, he's coming over now as a you know the the man of the fans. You know, people's captain and I'm on the side. Supporters. It's listen. He's he's got to be very careful what he says unless he knows that he's on his way out, and which is which is very much which would be fine. Yeah, that that for me could be the only explanation is that he's been told that, or he knows that he's leaving, and he's trying to get he's trying to get a couple of digs in before he before he gets the boot. Do you not think he's trying to warn us that you know we're still fucked? He's trying to do it his best. Uh, well, we're not we're not idiots. We don't you know we're not idiots. We don't well, we know. I tell you something. Some bottle of, I don't want to be mean and do like this, but some really fucking art. I don't know if the ownership's still riding on the goodwill of them actually saving us, but so many people are so not like you know blissfully unaware. Or like ignorant of what's going to happen. Like we're not, we're not going to storm League One. We are still fucked big time. Mm. Yeah, but I don't. You know, I didn't need Darren so Prattley. You don't praise Prattley for saying what he said. No, I think he's, he'd have been. It'd have been a smarter move keeping his mouth shut. See, I'm completely opposite. I like to know what's happening and their view. What do you think, Rob? I agree with you, Dan. I think oh, yes, it's refreshing. See, it's refreshing to see a player come out and say. This is going wrong. We don't know what they're doing. They haven't told us what's happening. Because that's how the fans feel. And if the fans are fed up, then how do the players feel? I mean, how. I mean, I know the players get paid loads to play and they should be doing better than they are. But if they get told on Friday morning that all the, all the people they work with every day are getting sacked um, and they have to take a five hour bus journey from Bolton down to London yep. and play football the next day. I don't care if you're getting paid like 20 grand a week. That's still tough. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the way to run a business. They should have done it the day after the season and said, thanks for all your effort this season. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. we're going to have to well, go. Like I say, I mean, on that, we'll talk about the rest of the interview. So, redundancies have finally happened, as we broke yesterday. Ian Brunskill, the under-21 manager. Fitness coach Chris Short. Goalkeeping coach Bobby Mims. Sports rehabilitator David Dean. And heads of sports science Mark Lever. That's the whole infrastructure of the first team and the under twenty ones gone. Yeah. Like that's a whole infrastructure of a club fucking ripped out. And it might be needed, they might be on high wages, we don't know all that type of stuff, they might try and get cheaper in, but that's a lot of work and we've got no manager in to bring his own guys at the minute. So what the, there's no infrastructure at this club at all at the minute, Tom. No, that I mean it's it's mad, isn't it? And I mean the the big one for me is the the, the loss of the. I mean, obviously, there's some, yeah, there's some fundamental things there, like a goalkeeping coach. I mean, what are we yeah, going to do without sorry. a goalkeeper? Do you know what I mean? But the the sports science thing. I mean, the, it's quite it's symbolic, really, because yeah, right, you know, yeah. the, the Allardyce the Allardyce years were built on being the at the at the front of the queue in terms of in terms of analytics. It makes me think of like I don't know some there was a massive there was a massacre somewhere like. You know, it reminds me of like you know the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards, when the um, yeah. when Christopher Waltz, you know, it um, being what it is, being a Jewish <laughs> Nazi, is going round trying to find survivors and whatnot, and then he just murders a family. It feels like this to me. It feels like the last resonance of something being finally put away, yeah, and being hunted down, and just being an end, like I said, like a true end of a fucking era. Maybe we get a new person in, but this just feels like, oh, that's it's just gone now. Everything. It feels like they're kind of accepting our fate as a lower league club. They're just like getting rid of everything we had that kind of resembles being in the Premier League and having all the sports science rubbish. And they're always going to bring in some League Two coaches and grassroots football, and which is which is a ridiculous notion because Burton and Brentford have been built on 
Exactly. On data and analysis, it's a, you know if that if that is the thinking, then it's a ridiculous way of thinking because you know Burton and have come out of nowhere and and they had it under Rowett where it was based on data and Brentford mm. swear by it. I mean they buy the players based on based on their analysis from the past season. It's 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 got to be from an affordability point of view. I mean it's again it's just the sad reality of the football club. Yeah. We just have to. It's not even square one. Which no. We're going beyond that. Mate, we're going... not even going back to the drawing board. We're literally going back to the cave in the fucking caveman era with fucking back to the cave drawings. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> four, just... four, 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 two with wingers. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I know, I understand that redundancies have to be made. They do, they absolutely do. And you know, there's a, there's probably been hundreds of redundancies made that we'll never hear about of you know people who've been the fucking tea lady for 24 years or whatever and losing the jobs. People who've worked the ticket office for fucking god knows how long. You know, admin, all that stuff, all that stuff we we won't hear about, which is equally as sad. But this, you know, this is the forward-facing stuff. This is the stuff that at the end will get the club back up if it needs to be. You know. Mm. And it's getting ripped out as practically continues, as you alluded to, Tom. Getting told on Friday when you're about to get on a coach for a five-hour journey, we're only humans, so it wouldn't help anyone, he said. If, you're, if you'd been told you were getting sacked before a game, would you enjoy travelling down there? It's yet another thing to happen at the club, but to be fair to the people concerned, they have stayed so professional about it, from the fitness coaches to the messieurs. So like I said, they've, I presume Mark's only like told us of people who've we we may know names of. Like I said there's like massages and shit like that who we just won't know about. The measures could have the Massures could have sacked every everyone off, not bothered giving anyone a rub, but they did their job. It's their job at the end of the day and you're taking food out of their family's mouths, it's gutting. I think they've released a statement saying there will be more, so no one knows what's going on. And I just really feel sorry for them, like you can just tell Prattley's speaking for... He's speaking for his team, isn't it? And trying to relate to the fans, I think. And it's just... Like I said, it's a reality that... A harsh reality yeah. that we have to face. But it just seems like it's being handled very wrongly. What do you think, Tom? Oh, yeah. It's... Like, <laughs> it, it's hard to take all... You know, to keep taking all the information in, isn't it? Because yeah, it just becomes... So you just get so used to bad news. I mean, like I said, you know, you forget when you're reading about these things, you know, these are people's livelihoods. And like you said, probably people that are part of the furniture that have been there for a long time. So it's, it's a weird one because, you know, it's obviously a big, big change for the club. But at the same time, you kind of get used to bad news and, and it doesn't really wash with you. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Mm. What do you think, Rob? Yeah, I, I find the Ian Brunskill one a bit weird because, like, he's the guy that's brought through the likes of Clough and Holding, um, all these young players who have been talk- have talked in the media about how much they like working with him, and it just seems a bit of an odd move if this this infrastructure in place. And like, we, our youth teams are doing pretty well. Ish. And just completely change it that seems really odd and he can't he can't be earning that much money that it would be a significant must, boost to our like you know it's every little helps at this point isn't it? I imagine there's going to promote David Lee yeah. or something yeah I know it's just frustrating to keep hearing negative news isn't it <laughs> it's like yeah. there's only so much you can take yeah I think you know 
I think we've gone through that enough and ranted and I'm still, like I said, I'm still very touchy on the subject of an emotional being. I wear hearts and sleeves yeah. and whatnot. I just find it very unsettling because I do think, well, we're heading in the wrong direction. I just don't think. And we don't even get to play Arkansas Stanley because the fuckers fucked it up, didn't they? And they'll probably have <laughs> to play off the stupid fucking dicks. Oh, man, what else do we need to talk about? Uh, anyway, it's the end of the season, isn't it? So, like, oh, do we really need to say, oh, we thought this season was shit? Because we all know it was shit. <laughs> One highlight from the season, Rob. One highlight? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, beating Blackburn? Oh, you yeah. bastard. That was brilliant. Yeah. Like, I was oh. saying, when Leicester won the league, I was saying, like, I nearly fucking cried after that game when we won that. So if we ever won the fucking Premier League, I'd fucking spontaneously combust and just turn to dust. <laughs> like, you'd just never see me again. I'd, I'd just transpire into a cloud of fucking vodka and just be gone from this world <laughs> as a sentence to be in that just wavers around the Reebok, just like, yes, mate. Rob, um, Tom, even, one highlight. Rob's nicked mine. Um, think of another. I've got another one. Yeah, but it's really hard to think of a highlight, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. I guess. Uh, right, okay. highlight, highlight. I've seen everyone uh, score two goals this season, live. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> That's what it is. It's your presence that makes it happen. Yes. Yeah. You didn't have much. <sighs> no, I didn't. <laughs> You're struggling. I, ju- I, I, ju- I, I am. Um, how about not losing to Derby see that's that's terrible I, I genuinely I can't well, think one the first day of the season when we all thought things might be alright yeah all yeah. the days I'll tell, tell you what Zach Clough's free kick away at Cardiff oh, ok fair enough I'd say either the emergence of Rob Holding or Eastley away because that was like the same as what you're describing at Fulham Rob just great fun and then obviously a fan in yeah. the pitch and nearly scored and all that jazz very fun a guy got on the roof that was fun it was just directing the Bolton fans it was lovely and you know, we may have well more of those days next year because bury away hashtag knife emoji. I cannot wait for that. Hashtag firm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now we do, even though it's the end of the season, we do actually have one more match to play because on Saturday it's a legends match, isn't it, boys? The players I've seen that I've noticed so far: Yossi Eskalainen, Kevin Nolan, JJ Okocha, Jason McAteer, Ivan Klasnich. Today, Sasa Churchich was announced. Are we? How are we feeling? Oh, Paddy McGuinness, Vernon Kay, for some reason, John fucking Bishop. <laughs> He's a Liverpool fan. <laughs> Can't even do a fucking Legends game correctly. So, Tony Kelly's just scrolling through his phone book now. Yeah. Phil Babble turn up, you watch. <laughs> yeah. like, they don't they feel like they've got a team yet, does it? Like, they've not announced it yet. And they're still announcing people at this point. They've not got a team, have they yet? No, just, it's going to be a fuck up. It's going to be a fuck up. it'll be fucking hilarious. <laughs> they'll be they'll be ringing they'll be ringing up all the maybes this week. The ones that said, "Yeah, yeah, go on, I'll do it." Just give me a, give me a shout nearer the time. They'll be ringing all them up this week. I went and bought tickets last weekend, or like Thursday or Friday, and all the nearly all the places said unavailable, and like I was like, okay, and then. Even like some lower tier ones, there was like all unavailable and stuff. But then today they said they'd only sold six thousand tickets. So like, what? What's going on? And also six thousand's fucking ridiculous. How it's quite embarrassing that we can't even sell like we're seeing Joe Kocher back in a bottom shirt, isn't it? So 
Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. Do you not think the ticket sales are worrying? That it's only like 6,000? Um, it's going to be a bit embarrassing. I think there'll be a lot buying on the day, won't there? Yeah, yeah, true. There'll be a lot buying on the day. It's I think only a tenner and a, or a fiver for a kid, and we've only sold. They've only sold six thousand apparently. I do. I do think it's been poorly marketed. I do think well, it's. We have our I think, fucking thing with that, don't we? Yeah, I do. I do think it's been poorly advertised. I mean, I mean, listen, putting up a picture of an ex-player and saying, "Guess who's coming back on Saturday?" That's good, and it'll get no yourself a few tickets or anything like that. Yeah, and there's no link to tickets. There's no, you know, details of team sheets. There's nothing about, you know, it's been really poorly advertised. I mean, this is this is a really good way to put some some to put a positive spin on what has been the worst season I have ever known, yeah. and the worst season that a lot of fans have ever known. And it's a, it's a really good chance to be to be positive as we move move on to next season. And I just think it's been badly done. Really has, and. Like I support the trust fully. We like we, I think we all collectively at the site support the idea of the trust. But as I think, mm. I don't necessarily I'll say. Think I'll, right, we'll talk about this, yeah. and I'll cut it. I'll ask Johnny, and I'll cut it if necessary. But basically, we all know. He's definitely said it on the podcast that Johnny was doing the social media and stuff for the trust. Was doing it, and you know that's where it looked professional because that's what Johnny does for his career. He works in social media and writing and all that jazz, and then. Things happened, and Johnny no longer wanted to be there anymore because of how it worked. And hmm, I really don't know if I could be saying this. I might have to edit. I think think it's more. But basically, Johnny had to leave, and now the people doing it are old, and not necessarily that's a problem. But they don't know what they're doing on social media, and the social media has now gone from a professional outfit. I'm talking about the Twitter here because I don't follow anything else. It's gone from looking professional and slick to just looking like someone who doesn't know what they're doing is running it, and it's harming them. Especially with this thing, what would you I was th- I was thinking I was thinking it more from the club's perspective and, and that the club has I done see, very little. I don't little. think it's much of the club's thing to do because it's all organised by the trust and the supporters. the club can't do much more. Really, mm. I, I think they could tweet out tickets more than that. But it's the trust. It's the trust job to advertise this. It's their thing. They, you know, the club have done what they can by giving them the stadium. But I imagine not that much because otherwise they wouldn't be able to fucking afford it. So. It's the trust. It's up to the trust and the supporters' association. I've not seen anything by the supporters' association mention it. So, like, you know what I mean? So, please, please continue. It's just I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's just you've got these people coming back. These brilliant footballers that that have come from different generations as well. You know, it's not just. The Acacia Campo years. There's some. There's some older players as well. Like I still think, I, I reckon Sasa Sertic is going to give JJ a run for his money in central midfield. So, yeah, it's, it's a good chance to put a positive spin. But you know, let's hope that in in this week that that some interest really gathers and that that we sell plenty more tickets. I really hope so because it would be le- quite sad to see if nobody if barely any returns up. Well, you know, there was a time when I mean I remember going to. Um, Jimmy Phillips's testimonial against Celtic, and it was packed to the rafters for his testimonial. Oh, it was. There wasn't a single seat available, you know. And I don't know. You know what I find very conspicuous though? Harry Davis isn't playing in it, and I seriously think I think he's probably miffed that this has come before his testimonial. And it's obviously this is happening because he's trying to raise money for the trust and that. 
and I think I do think it's quite a sad thing that he's not had it yet. Had his testimonial or Ricardo Gardner for that matter. I know we said when Mark Isles was on the podcast, he said about how Gardner couldn't I couldn't organise his own testimonial, but still I still feel like if I was that's just put on the back if I was room. Kevin Davis if I was Kevin Davis I wouldn't want to step onto the pitch until my testimonial. Exactly, yeah, that's what I'm that's why he's not playing, is it? He's, yeah. he's either not been asked or when he was asked, he shot them down like a fucking fighter jet. He's just I can been, see- Totally shunned. I just think he, I just think the next time he'll step on, he wants his testimonial before before he does anything like that, and I can I can appreciate that. Rob, you coming making the trip down for it? No. Why? Um, I can't be bothered. You came down for those shit games. You're not coming down to see JJ Okocha in the flesh. I get to see him in the flesh for the first ever time. <laughs> That's mental. It's, uh, it's my birthday on Saturday. Um, oh, okay. I just didn't. Enough. Yeah, <laughs> just didn't fancy it to be honest. But I would like to see. I would like to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if they're streaming it. I don't think they are, are I they? Think but someone might periscope it or something. Yeah, that'd be quite cool. Yeah, but it should be. It should be fun. Um, I'm surprised only six thousand have um, decided to go. Yeah, so am I very much so. Yeah, unless, unless, so they've limited, unless they've limited the amount of tickets available. I, so I think they are. I, think, I thought when when I was buying the tickets and like barely any of the stands were available and I could hardly get two tickets together, I thought, fucking hell, we've sold out this. It's going to be great. But I reckon they've not even opened any of the upper tiers, have they? Yeah. It's a sad, sad thing. But anyway, we're excited for the game itself, like who we must look forward to seeing and all that type of stuff. Let's get positive. Like I said, I've never seen a cut in a shirt. That means a lot to me. Seeing Yossi in a back, seeing Yossi back in a bullet shirt. May Traitor well, may well make me cry considering he should have been in the fucking we should have signed him in the fucking summer fuck you Neil Lennon you ginger cunt um, <laughs> yeah I can't think who else like I said we don't really know else. seeing Ivan Klasnich back the ultimate finisher yeah. John McGinley yeah never seen John McGinley oh, I actually have seen John McGinley play football so I saw Jim McGinley playing a, like a um, a charity match at Crilly Park in Averton a fucking when Owen Coyle man- were manager so, like after this <laughs> year we were relegated and fuck me he's not very good at <laughs> John McKinley anymore <laughs> that might be quite a, that might be quite a fucking um, wake up call for some <laughs> of our multi-sport and fan base but I remember da- da- David Lee was really good in that game he's still got it I'd love to see him play again because he's actually really exciting to watch so fast and um, Big Owen Coyle was pretty good in that game as well actually but, yeah, who, so who are you looking forward to seeing Rob Oh, David well, Lee was quite... Black, but... No, but David Lee was amazing. Um, it'd be cool to see him. Uh, Jason McAteer, he was quality when he first came in. Alan Thompson. Mm. I think Tomo's been confirmed, hasn't he? Yeah, I think I've seen something like that. Yeah, that'd be quite cool to see Tomo back. Um, and Klasnich. Yeah, what a legend. Um, and yeah, and then see Jay, seeing JJ in a Bolton shirt again. I think he's is it forty? It was forty-two this week, was he? Well, um, Fifty. I think he'd probably still walk into our team. To be honest, <laughs> he probably but... is better than Hesky. Isn't he? Tom, <laughs> are, you, are you going, Tom? Yeah, I'm going. Yeah. Who are you looking forward to seeing? Um, Vernon Kay. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see. I want to see what position he thinks he can play on a football field. Hey, oh, isn't Danny Jones playing actually? The McFly thing. Yeah. He's pretty good actually. He, he can play a bit though, can't yeah, he's actually, he? He's, I think he's a winger. He actually weren't bad when he um, played for the uh, Band Aid or whatever it is um, a few years ago at Old Trafford. 
yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Even the way I'm like I'm making the trip back from Sheffield to watch it. Like I said I can't turn the opportunity down to see uh, El Cocho, but I feel like they haven't got nearly enough players for it. I don't think like the, the amount of players they could have got, and they've not. It's like oh, they've not announced at least. But anyway, we're getting- Kelly can't play ninety minutes, can they? they can't they, they can't play fucking oh. nine minutes. <laughs> but um, did I, did either of you go to the game when it was the um, the Nuanko Canoe Foundation game mm, when it was no. Africa versus the rest of the world? No, did Olcott play in that? Some some of the talent in that game was unbelievable. <laughs> was it? Like it was it was superb. I'll try and dig the squads out for you, but I mean the only one that I was that I was gutted about was um. Ronaldinho was down to play for the rest of the world and then and then didn't didn't show up. Oh. But I'm sure I'm sure Sam Allardyce managed the rest of the world team. Is it Allardyce managing on the team on Saturday? Or have I made it up? Oh I'd be very surprised. I'm sure I've yeah. seen him say he's managing something. It might be another it might be another charity thing though, like a bigger one. Allardyce tends to do soccer aid. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm sure I've seen him say something recently that he's managing someone on his Twitter. Nah, I didn't make more of a deal about that if that was happening, but it's not. Um, it might be, oh, I can't remember, but hey, Big Sam, doing it again, in it? Sunderland, they're going to stay up. The fucking yeah. master, yeah. that guy, the fucking master. <laughs> Buy us, Sam, I beg of you. Please. He doesn't go down. Nah, he doesn't go down. <laughs> much to the worry of his wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, right. I've been sad and tired this podcast. I've been working all day. And they've been caught in sucky side, but it's been sunshine on that side. So, Tom, why don't you hit you know what you need? one quiz? And then we can That'll ride tell you this what monster down. Right. Are you ready for the final League One quiz? What's it going to be next year? Is it going to be the League One quiz, League Two League quiz, quiz, Championship yeah. quiz? Oh, Championship quiz might be good because I might be able to do it then. Mate, I'm not even going to. I barely cared about the Championship. Oh, I remember last year, the start of last season, when I did a big preview of every Championship team. It was like 10,000 words. Like. <laughs> How the fuck am I going to do that for League One when I don't? I just couldn't name more than ten teams in the division. What the fuck? Um, yeah, we'll work that. The out. League One. This 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 quiz will have sorted you out. You've got knowledge yeah. hidden away somewhere. Right. Okay. So same again with the uh, home away and cup final question. Home question worth one point. Away worth two. Cup final worth three. Um. Dan, you've won the toss. Do you want to go first or second? Oh, I've won the toss. Wow. Um, second. Second. Hello? Does anybody want... <laughs> Dan? What? Sorry? Somebody please. Right, right, okay, stop. Right. Is everyone here? Yeah. Okay. After right, Tom, after me, when I say one, you say two for me. One. Two. One. Two. One. Two. Rob, when I say one, you say two. One. Two. Right, okay, we're outside. I've no idea what happened then. Right, just start the League One quiz again. I can cut that and we'll just go from there. Right, so where are we gonna where are we gonna cut? Um I'll just cut all this to say and so, you, you've just said, I've just said, I don't know if it picked it up. You just say, you start now, say, Dan, you've won the toss. Where'd you win okay. Win? Okay. Dan, you've won the toss. Do you want to go first or second? I'll go second, please, Tom. Ooh. Okay. 
Rob, that gives you the first pick. Do you want to go home, away, or to the cup final? I will go home, please. Home, oh. please. Um, can you name the fixture in League One this weekend that was the only League One fixture to end in a draw? Oh, I actually know this. Fuck, <laughs> quite a good first. It's not your question, Murphy. No! I do you know this? I do know this. It's on TV. Um, Doncaster versus Burton. It was indeed. One point. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What? What was the question again? The only draw in League One this weekend. Sheffield United and Scunthorpe was a draw. Scunthorpe won 2 1. Did they? <laughs> I thought it was 0 0. Oh, dear. I'm going to see Nile. Please ignore me. Doncaster Burton was 0 0. Yeah, it's 0 0. I didn't know the answer. Please ignore me. I'm going to see Nile. You've got me checking it out now. No, no Sheffield United nil, Scunthorpe. Don't to... fuck it. I know I'm wrong. I'm, this is getting cut, you know. So first. I know. I just no. It's not getting cut. Dan, <laughs> listeners out there, Daniel Murphy was wrong. Oh, I always <laughs> okay. am. Okay, right, Dan. Um, so Rob's taking a one 0 lead. Are you going home, away, or cup final? Cup final. Whew. Oh my word! Madness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you three goals either way. Okay. But in three seconds, I want you to tell me how many goals were scored in League One this weekend. Go. 32. (sighs) Incorrect. It was 38. 38. It was 38. It was was decent. Rob, are you going to go home, away or cup final? Ooh, um, I'm going to go away. Okay. Um, who scored um, a brace in their final game for their club this weekend? Jesus. Um, oh, um, oh, no. That's no, no, you don't know it. Shut the fuck up. Is it Ryan Lowe? It was Ryan Lowe. No! Very Ryan Lowe. <laughs> so it's... 3-0 to Rob. Oh. Dan, you've got two questions left. Are you going to go home, away, or cup final? Away. Okay. Name the four teams currently in the League 2 playoffs hoping to win promotion oh. to League 1. Matt and Stanley. <laughs> Plymouth Argyle. Uh, Plymouth uh, Portsmouth and uh, Wimbledon because they're playing Atkinson. Correct. Yes. Back in the game. Isn't, isn't it good to see Portsmouth and Wimbledon? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. On the way back. But I want Stanley to yeah. win it. So I say I'm annoyed because I I want I'd want any of those teams to go up, but I mostly want Atkinson to go up. I just pissed yeah. off that. Yeah, I think it purely selfishly. Just not Plymouth, please. Why? Like, <laughs> just oh, how far up it is. It's not like a anyway. No, no, but I mean, like, the Portsmouth thing, I mean, it's nice with the little connection that we I'm feeling from Portsmouth, thanks to the meeting. Yeah. I'd like them to go up. Wimbledon, it's a bit of a fairy tale. So Stanley, but I've got no connection with Plymouth, so. I want Stanley to do it. I'm gutted that they didn't make it. And, you know, We need more Northern teams because fucking Oxford and Bristol make it, and Northampton is just so southern and shite. Mm. 
Very true. Sorry, right, Rob. You lead 3-2. You've both got a question left each. There is one... Sorry, two remaining home questions, one remaining away question, and two cup final questions left. Um, cup final. I swear to God. <laughs> Which team finished League One this season with the least amount of draws with six? God. Um. <sighs> I have no idea. Um, Scunthorpe. Incorrect. Incorrect. It was. It was Peterborough. Peterborough. Peterborough loads Peterborough though. That's unusual. Right, so I'm on two. Um, Rob's on three. So one. I mean, if you go for home, that'd really be a pain in my ass because I don't have a tiebreaker. In fact, I do have a tiebreaker. If you go home, um, it'll go to a tiebreaker. There is one away that would clinch the win for you, and there is one cup final that would just really rub it in his face. I think we'll go away. Okay. What? Sorry, which team? Missed out on the League One playoffs on the last game of the season. I know this. Yes, I know it. It's good for <laughs> It was indeed. Yes! Thanks to, to Barnsley's thumping of Wigan at the DW. Wasn't that lovely? Yes! <laughs> Winner. It's been a while. And what a... Thank you, Tom, because you've, you've peaked up my spirits right at the end of the podcast after quite a miserable <laughs> hour, I must say. Sorry speaking, speaking of picking up spirits, can we just... Have a little look at Barnsley, who beat the champions 4-1 away from home and really? ended up in the playoffs by only three goals. Did they, is that what happened? They that beat Wigan amazing. 4-1 at the DW on the day Wigan lifted the trophy. Yeah. Beat them 4-1 goals, away yeah. from home and those three goals that they won by were enough to put oh, them in mate, the playoffs. I didn't realise that. I thought they'd done it as in they'd, like, they'd won... I haven't tell where this. I thought like Wigan, Wigan have obviously been on the piss all week, so they were never going to win. But I just thought um, that like I didn't realise it was that significant. Like, that's yeah. mad. That Scunthorpe fans must be pissed off because like they've literally just played a team that was on the piss all weekend. <laughs> oh man, I I need Bradford and Barnsley to not go up because like I said, we need it to be Northern, more Northern League One next year, and they're like they're local away games for me, so. I'd quite like Walsall to go yeah, up be because um, they're good. And I'd, I think if they don't go up, they might be in with a shout of winning it next season. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that'd be good for me. Yeah, so thanks, Tom. You've, yeah, you said you really have peaked me up right at the end there after, like I said, a depressing hour where we've had to like talk about depressing shit. Sorry, but that's Bolton Wanderers. And I guess you know, <laughs> that's what makes the love pod good, I suppose. Or, you know, shit according to certain parts of Twitter. But ignore them. To go into the schedule for the podcast and the coming weeks. We'll do one next week after the player stuff's been announced tomorrow with who's gone and not. Scared that the young players are out of contract won't be given one. It'd be interesting to see what happens there. We'll do one after the, you know, the next week's one will also be about the Legends game and whatnot. And hopefully there'll be some other stuff to discuss. Then I think maybe a week after 
we may do a post like a full season review type thing reward well not last year we did a whole reward show if you remember correctly which you know we can't I'm not exactly going to get that um, reward fucking gra- graphic out or signed by I did last year again because it's too too positive so, so we'll see what we can do try and get a special guest maybe you never know and then after that we may have the summer off because I don't, last year we had everything we, we literally could go every week talking about something about Bolton but this year I don't know if we'll have the same amount so we'll see with the situation calls for it we may do something but I'm feeling like I need the summer off for a break and whatnot. but we'll be back don't worry about that and uh, you never know we might even do something for the Euros you never bloody know you never bloody know do you Tom that'd be lovely that's a bit of a Euro predictions because I get uh, bored and lonely without um that love pod. Yeah, well, the only problem is I won't be here for the first week of the Euros, first 10 days, so we'll have to see what we can manage. Buster up for you. But anyway, that was Love Pod episode 55. I hope you enjoyed it despite the depressing chat. And yeah, you know us, we're Line of Year Suite. You can go to lineofyearsuite.com for all loads of articles and stuff, no doubt. I've seen Rob's got two interesting article titles in the pipeline. Best get them uh-huh. up, get up soon, Rob, because we need hashtag content. Yeah, they both get up tomorrow, hopefully. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I do well, like the idea. Well, I, like, cool. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but I remember seeing, oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, actually, while we're talking about that, okay. um, one of them is about the ladies' team. No, that's uh, right, yeah. That's really cool, yeah. Why don't yeah. talk about that for a minute? So a quick shout-out to the... I can't remember the stats off the top of my head, but I think they came second. They scored the most leagues in the goal. It's, sorry, the most goals in the league. Leagues in the goal. <laughs> <laughs> the most goals in the league, and something else but I think it's their best ever season on record so mm-hmm. congratulations to the women's team and screw you to the Bolton football club yeah. for not telling us about them yeah, and not joke, really, I remember you said you tried getting an yeah. interview with them ages ago if I remember correctly and then you couldn't because of the media stuff yeah have you managed to get in talk with them this time or not hopefully um, I tweeted the club twice today and no response so um, we'll talk off yeah. there and I'll give you we'll give, I'll give you an email um and what was the other one? Because I like the other one as well. That stuff. Uh, the other one is all about our worst season yeah, ever. It was. Yeah, um, that'd be good. So yeah, we'll, there'll be loads of post-season coverage coming up in the next week, and obviously we'll cover the Legends game as if it was any other, and all that jazz. Yeah, keep it tuned on there. Go to Twitter at Line of NST for Twitter stuff. Go to Facebook.com for Line of Vienna for Twitter for Facebook stuff. Search us on this on YouTube. Rate, subscribe, like, review, five stars, please. Anything you can do to make us look better. And yeah, that's just about it. Um, you can follow Rob on Twitter at Robbie Laz. You can follow Tom on Twitter at Down the Manny RD for Road. And if there's nothing else to say, I guess it's time to say goodbye. Is there anything else to say? Um, no. Tom? No, if I don't hear from you, have a lovely summer. Yeah. Um, and forget about the 46 terrible experiences this season. And let's hope that <laughs> the next one's more positive. Well, lovely not to end on. So, Rob, say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Tom, say goodbye. See you later. And it's goodbye from me, Salavi.